Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Ifusi. That's David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page. Like, share, comment below. Also, subscribe to the Miami Hero so you can stay up to date on all of our content, not just sports, but everything going on in South Florida. Whew, we so can pay our rent. <laughs> that too, which, which is very important. Uh, so a very busy past couple of days for the Miami Dolphins, uh, they haven't played in about a week. Obviously they had the short week on Thursday night, um, which as we all know, was a 27 to 15 loss to Cincinnati Bengals, their first loss of the season, um, but much more important, um, news coming out of that. Obviously the scary incident involving Tua Tungvaloa in which he sustained a concussion had to be carted off on a stretcher. Um, he was, was released from a local hospital that night, um, had consciousness, the team said, ex- movement in all his extremities. Um, you know, he's since returned to South Florida um, and has gone, you know, undergone various tests, MRIs, CAT scans came clean, um, but he's been ruled out for Sunday's game against New York Jets. Now, obviously, there, there's a much even greater matter, matter to that than just his uh, concussion, his head injury that he sustained against the Bengals. Um, this came right, you know, four days uh, four days after uh, he hit his head against the Bills um, on September 25th. Um, he stumbled upon returning to his feet, and uh, he was evaluated for a head injury um, you know, at halftime, but he was allowed to return. He was cleared to return to the game, which he did in the Bills game. Obviously, they went on to win that game. Um, the NFLPA, the Players Union, they had already initiated an investigation into uh, the handling of Tua's injury after the Bills or during the Bills game. But obviously, the scary incident uh, this past Thursday uh, sparked widespread questions about uh, the handling of Tua's injury, concussions, the league, and NFLPA's concussion protocol. Uh, and that's where we have to start today. Um, you know, I've written a ton of stories about the developments. Um, you know, they, the NFL and NFLPA spoke to Tua Tuesday, and they're hoping that they can wrap up uh, this review in the next couple of days and make those findings public to everyone. So there's transparency. Um, but, you know, for for me, I'll start with this. I know there's been a lot of frustration on both sides. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can say necessarily both sides, but there's been a lot of frustration from different, um, you know, facets uh, of this uh, this topic. Um, you know, we have a lot of people who are saying that 
The Dolphins followed all proper protocols. He was cleared. He didn't have a head injury. There was no reason to hold him out from the Thursday night game. And then you have a a large segment of people as well, you know, uh, maybe an equally sized segment of the population that's saying, I know what I saw with my eyes. We saw somebody that, that had a hit to the head. They stumbled. That should be enough to know that they sustained a concussion. Um, There's been a lot of finger pointing in the past couple of days. A lot of people looking at somebody else to blame, argue to, to, to place uh, the blame on in this situation. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's how I'll start this. I'm not going to do that um, because for me personally, as a reporter, as somebody who, you know, was in the, the, the locker room and was in the, um, in the interview room the days following, I feel like it'd be a little hypocritical on my part to do it. I mean, I even went back and, and listened to what we said about uh, last week and, and we really didn't touch too much on to his head injury. I mean, we, they characterized it as a back injury. They said it's the back injury that caused him to stumble. So, I mean, I, I, I took their word for it because, you know, that's, that's all we have. We have their word. Um, what I'll say is, is that these issues are not black and white. You know, I always loved like this, the phrase, I'll say everything is an absolute, you know, th- there's nuance to su- subjects and we have to handle and discuss them with nuance. Um, the two a sustain a concussion on Sunday against the Bills, I, I don't know. I don't know. And anyone that's saying he did, even despite what your eyes saw, the stumbling, it's not it's not being genuine because we because we don't know. The only people that know are the people that were in there evaluating Tua with Tua. I mean, maybe even Tua doesn't know. You know, there's still a lot that we're learning about concussions, a lot that we don't know about concussions. So to say that Tua had a concussion, you know, I feel like it's a little bit disingenuous, you know, uh, following the Bills game. However, I will acknowledge that the optics did not look good. That's one thing that you can say. I mean, I don't think anybody can can argue with that, whether you believe he had a concussion or not. You know, to see him hit his head, to grab his helmet as he's kind of shaking the cobwebs, and then to stumble. I mean, I know in real time, I thought that's a concussion. In real time, that's what I thought. Because, I mean, that's that's you see stuff like that where people get knocked, they get their bell rung, they're a little boozy, and you see them kind of stumble. I thought that I thought, yeah, he might have a concussion. And when the team initially listed him as questionable to return with, with the head injury, I thought concussion. I thought two is not coming back out here. He's not going to be ready for the Thursday night game because we know that it usually takes a couple of days, sometimes a week, sometimes more for people to get back from a head injury. But obviously they said it was a back injury. They went on. He was able to play on Thursday and we saw what happened there. At this point, again, I'm not going to point blame because even up to Thursday night when the game was starting, I even said to somebody, I was like, well, why is this still a topic? I mean, they said it's a back injury. Why are we, why are we still discussing it as if he sustained a concussion? So again, I can't, I can't, I can't be in a position to point blame and finger point and, and say, this is what they should have, should not have done. Um, obviously Mike McDaniel has taken a lot of heat for his comments um, in the following days. Um, I, I'm not going to pile on him because Again, in his position, if I'm putting myself in his shoes, if he thinks that the Dolphins and their medical staff and the unaffiliated neural uh, trauma consultant who's actually been fired, you know, we can get into that later. Um, if he believes that they all handled the, the protocol correctly, um, he as head coach ha- is in no position to say, yeah, I think we should have done something different because that's essentially an, an admission of guilt. Now, this review is still going on. We're going to figure out or hopefully figure out what exactly happened. The NFL and the union have already gone, you know, taking steps to try to close this loophole loophole that allowed Tua to come back into the game. Um, 
it's clear, I mean, from my perspective, it's clear on Sunday there was definitely a heightened sensitivity to what seems like a lot more guys were being taken out of games to be evaluated for a concussion. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be in a rush to judgment and say this person is at fault, this person is not at fault. Um if anything, I hope this is a position or a situation where um, you know, unfortunately at, at the harm of at two is harm, but I'm hoping that now we can, you know, continue to take head injuries and concussions a little more seriously, have a little more heightened sensitivity to it. Cause I think that it's such like, a, it's, it's so ingrained into our game that a lot of times we see it and we, and it occurs and we're like, okay, let's just move on. But I mean, these are long lasting ramifications that can occur from head injuries. So again, we'll see what happens. Hopefully maybe we'll get some answers later this week, next week, we can go from there. Um, but I mean, this is a nuance. This is a nuance topic. And, you know, I think the most important thing now is that obviously two is okay. He's not going to play on Sunday, but it looks like he's good to return sometime this season. Um, and, and we'll see, you know, how we, we can better the process, better the protocols so that, you know, something like this maybe doesn't happen again. Uh, you know, first of all, I think, you know, you having to cover the team and having to opine on this is very dicey from a journalistic perspective. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, ex- I don't think anybody should expect you to take a strong stance in any direction because you have to cover this every day and, you know, you have to cover it as things are happening. And, you know, it's, that's somebody else's job to be, you know, to point fingers and be judgy. Um somebody like me. And uh, but I'm not gonna point fingers and be judgy. I am gonna say, look, it, what he suffered on that Sunday was a concussion against the Bills. I mean that 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 was that was frankly that was that's obvious. I mean even and I heard Brady Quinn a couple of days later on the uh uh Hawkman and Crowder radio show which is the only thing that makes running to uh, and sitting in the pickup line tolerable. Um, Brady Quinn was saying, he's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, you basically have to talk, you you have to say, Oh, it's, it's my back. It's something else. Or you're going, not going to play and you want to play. You want to be out there playing, you know, um, Tua has been through a lot of injuries and everything, but this man wants to play badly. And they all do. Every all, almost all all the players in all the all the athletes that we watch, you know, 95% of them want to play badly, incredibly badly, and will do anything to get on the field. And if that means, you know, <clears throat> that means hiding concussion symptoms or kind of a, you know, tacitly agreeing, uh, yeah, it was my back. Uh, yeah, that's why, I, you know, that's why I looked a little stumbly there, you know, it was because my back was wrenched in there. Everything, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I covered sports for 27 years. I saw a lot of back injuries. I, I didn't see a single one that looked like somebody just got hit upside the head by Sonny Liston. And, you know, should he have been allowed to play in the second half against Buffalo? I mean, and, and which this has happened before in NFL history. It will happen again where a player, we call it getting his bell rung or whatever, 
it, you know, at, and at, they go in at halftime, you know, the player, you know, kind of, you know, cons, flim flams, whatever, hides the, the symptoms, whatever. The player does what he needs to do, says what he needs to say to get back on the field. Uh, or, and, or, you know, let's just say certain team doctors, Sean Payton was saying this the other night, I saw on a pregame show, he, not all team doctors, not all the guys who are, are created equal, all, not all, not all the independent doctors who work with the teams rather are created equal. And he said he would go to the, the other guys and say, Hey, how, how strict are your guys? You know, he said there were some teams who would who were saying, "Yeah, our our guys are real." You know, don't you don't don't slur a sentence and don't do don't do anything. You you're taking you've been taken out of the game. And there were other people who were a little a little fast and a little more laissez faire with how they handled the protocols. You know, wasn't there? Don't know. I just know what I've again. I covered football and hockey, two heavily high-contact sports, for a long time. I saw guys get knocked out. I saw guys get concussions. I saw guys get badly concussed. I saw I saw career-ending concussions. Um, what I saw from two against the with the Bills, to me, that was yeah. That I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a concussion, but. Just to just was you can call it what you want. You can dress it up however you want. You know you gonna believe you know it's you know it, the dolphins are kind of pulling the you know you gonna believe us or your lying eyes. Um, should he have played Thursday? I don't know, but that was a that was it was a football play right on the edge. That I was a little surprised they didn't throw a flag. Oh, really? On the hit? What? On the on the on the sack on the, that on the that, hit? Did they, did they yeah. throw a flag on that one? They, they, I, don't, I don't believe they did. No, no they didn't. They didn't. No. They did. And I was told I was because I remember being like that's not a penalty because that like, that was a penalty back in the eighties. Okay. Yeah, the kind <laughs> so, of kind of you yeah. know that was you know he he, he kind of yeah he whipped him down and it was Wait, it wasn't a I mean like we said they they didn't call a penalty on it. Um, it, it, it wasn't really a wind up kind of like the, 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 the picking up. It wasn't kind of like he picked them up. He was on the ground. And as he had a hold of him, um, obviously there were a lot of people that, that pointed out that maybe that's not the play that, that, that should be allowed. But, in it, but even we asked yeah. Christian Wilkins about it and he said, Hey, I mean, it, it's, it's a tough job sometimes with the defense alignment to bring the, to bring the quarterback yeah. down as well. So it's like, it, it is still a physical and, game and, and whatnot. And that's, and, the, and there is the basis of, kind of the problem that the NFL uh and college football and high school football are going to deal with. It's still a violent this, game this at its core. At its core this it's a violent game. Yeah. This is football. You have large ever larger, faster, more athletic people running into each other and running into each other, you know, with you know you know with their feet planted. That's why there's, you know, that's why it's more damaging sport than hockey where you're actually hitting each other at higher speed, but you're not planted on that ice. You know, your feet aren't planted. You 
go flying into the boards um, or flying in the glass. It, it looks it looks more spectacular, but it, it actually isn't as damaging to your body as a lot of hits you see every single week in the NFL. And there is, I don't know, you, you know, it was a football play. He got hurt, and and the it was scary to look at that the, when he when he when those hands went up and what they, they called the fencing motion. Uh, that was that was hard to look at, and I don't and I I'm a, on the flip side. I do not blame Amazon or whoever was in charge. Well, it was Amazon is the medium, but whoever's yeah, in the, the prime truck, video, yeah, whoever's yeah. in the truck doing the broadcast. I have no problem with them showing that replay multiple times because that is that's a football play. That's a reality of football. This was not the Joe Theismann leg break or some other things that were just kind of freak accidents. You know, this this was this is football. And you know, I think they have to be now that he has you know suffered a clearly suffered a concussion, and whether you want to call it the first one, one and a half, two, whatever, in a very short span. They have to be very careful with yeah. it because this is the kind of thing that ends careers. And it's the kind of thing that gives people long-term problems. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it, this is football. This is what's going to happen. He And he's going to, he is a competitor. He's, you know, he's not going to, put himself in stupid situations, but I guarantee you he is not going to shut. He's going to do what it takes that what he, th- what he believes it takes to win a game. And at some point you're going to need a first down. You're going to need, he's going to need to hang in that pocket one more second, which, you know, he hung in the pocket way too many seconds on that one play. You yeah. know, that's, that was something else. Somebody else said, Hey, you know, that's why you swipe those ball away. And, but he's going to hang in there. He's going to, he's going to try to make the, try to make the play and he's going to take a hit and he's going to take, take, take some big hits and some hard hits. And, you know, um, he's, I think he's, again, just from covering this for these type of injuries for a very long time for, you know, 30 years at one point. Not a doctor, but from what I've seen, he, you know, he might be one hit from being done. And his football career being done, not like, you know, done, you know, Charles Adams done. And, um, you know, that's just a reality of, of the game. And, Um, as far as the NFL's protocols, I always find it interesting in sports, especially that, especially the dangerous ones that there's always this, okay, how much can we really do? Can we really make things safer? Can we really do things better? And then something happens and it's amazing how quickly they find ways to do yeah. things better. It's like, it's, it's, it's what you see is in a lot of times, like in society, tragedy sparks, oh, yeah. sparks change quicker yeah. than maybe just any random you know, sense. petition. Yeah. 
Yeah. So again, that's why it's unfortunate that this had to happen for people to start looking at the protocols. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know a lot of these. I didn't know about the SCAT test and the very the baseline test that they compare your 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 test. Like I I didn't know about all that. But but again, to your point, it's like, why is it that something scary and traumatizing like this has to happen for us to kind of like look at look at the rules and say, wait, this isn't making sense. Let's get this out. Now, again, you hope that, you know, this can be a way to, to and like McDaniel said, like, like Mike McDaniel said, this can help one extra player. If the closing of the loophole does that, then perfect. But it's not that we should have that, you know, Tua has to be carted off on a stretcher or, you know, uh, all this attention is applied on it to then to say, oh, wait, maybe we should change this. You know, a lot of it is maybe a little bit of pandering, a little bit of saving face, um, but, but it shouldn't be that something traumatic happens then we start to look for look for change. I mean, this should be this should be proactive, not reactive. It, it yeah, it should be. But that that's it's it's been this way. It's been this way across sports for forever, really forever. Um, I'm from Indianapolis. People who follow my stories know at the end of the story that the one day I don't work is the Indy 500. They used to build the fans in the infield. The Indy 500 used to build huge scaffoldings like stories high scaffoldings to watch the race from. And they would sometimes base them like in the back of a pickup truck, not even on the ground. Well, what do you think happened one year? Finally, in 1960, one of the scaffoldings collapsed, a bunch of people died. And then they said, oh yeah, no more scaffoldings. Like it it really took that. It really, it really took that to say, hey, no more scaffoldings. You can't do this anymore. It, so, I mean, it's, it's, you look through sports history and it's, that's, even our societal history, non-sports history, that's the way it happens. It's something really bad. And it's like, oh yeah, that's, that probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. That prop, that safety, you know, that safety issue, that safety mechanism that we were kicking around for a while. Yeah. Maybe we ought to actually use it. You know, maybe it's worth the money, you know? Eh, okay. So, but you know, it's, it's a it's it's a violent game. Um, it's a violent game. Nova and we like the big hits. All of us do, you know. It it appeals to something in it. If 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 we didn't, you know, we we just don't want to see the consequences. But that's not real. Yeah. So it's, it's the reality of yeah. it's reality of the sport and you know, the, the reality of head injuries and concussions is, you know, we we still don't know. You know, I, I spoke to a neurosurgeon for, for one of the stories I wrote. He was like, we, we've learned more in the past you know decade plus, but there's still a lot that we don't know. Because it's like there's a lot of guys. He said there's a lot of guys who they don't have the they don't have the fencing response and they don't they don't, you know, respond the way we saw to they don't look like the way like we saw to a look on Thursday night. But there's still getting trauma to the head and it's like that that accumulation of hits um you know that 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 piles up and it's like some guys are affected differently some guys you know it's affected maybe by their genetics their makeup like we, we just don't know yeah. um but yeah. you know like like i said earlier you know the the good thing is that you know Tua has been around the practice facility he's been able to talk to family and friends um you know they say he's they say he's in good spirits obviously he's not going to play uh this sunday against the jets but um you know the hope is that you know McDaniel didn't put a timeline on his return but the hope is obviously that he returns at some point once he, he's all good to go um so that's obviously great news 
we're going to take a short break, but when we t- uh, come back on the other side of things, we're going to talk about the Dolphins' upcoming game. Uh, after three straight wins to open the season, they're, they're on the they're on the snide, so they gotta they gotta get off a bit. Can they do it yeah, against the Jets? Not one game. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. maybe not the side, but they gotta but they they gotta turn things around. Uh, you know, keep, get that winning streak back. So uh, we're gonna see if they can do that. Uh, so stay locked with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's going on, everybody? Still here with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Uh, and like I said before, the Dolphins will be back at it on Sunday. They got a little bit of a mini break after the short week playing in Cincinnati, uh, but they're back on the road headed to New Jersey, not New York, to play uh, their division rival, the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets, a surprising two and two comeback win over the Steelers who, um, you know, might not really be that good, but two and two is two and two. That's, that's better than a lot of, a lot of starts for, for the Jets. Um, and the Dolphins will be trying to stay atop the AFC, the AFC East uh, with the big division win, but they're going to have to do it without Tua, obviously, who has been ruled out. Mike McDaniel got ahead of the news. He said he's not going to play um, on Sunday. He announced that Monday. So Teddy Bridgewater, the hometown kid, will be starting, making his first start as a Dolphin. Obviously, the Dolphins signed him uh, to a deal in free agency, signed him to be the, to be the backup. Um, he stepped in uh, for Tua after he um, suffered that uh, concussion. Um, pretty solid, I, I, I would say. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I was didn't really have my eyes on the game in a real time. I had to rewatch the game because obviously I was, you know, writing up the, the news on Tua, just trying to get updates there. Um, but I rewatched the game and and I thought Tua was, I mean, excuse me, I thought Teddy was solid given the circumstances. 14 to 23, uh, one touchdown, obviously an interception that kind of stifled um, that go-ahead drive late in the game. But I mean, he gave them the lead 15-14. He threw a beautiful 64-yard pass to, to Tyree Kill that set them up for the field goal to take the lead. Um, and, and I say I thought he was solid given the circumstances because this is a guy who was asked to come into the game and lead the first team offense off four days of rest, three walkthrough practices, which I'm pretty sure he was not getting a ton of reps. Um, I'm sure he hasn't gotten a ton of reps um, in the past month, you know, of, of the regular season. Um, and he on the road, you know, given the circumstances, he had the Dolphins in it right up until the, the last minutes. Um, obviously, uh, the team has said that they have a lot of uh, faith, a lot of a lot of confidence in Teddy. He's going to get the entire week's worth of uh, of practice reps, so he gets a little bit more comfortable with his receivers, with the offensive line. Um, and and um, I mean, I see it as a situation where you know, I, if you want to look at the advanced metrics and whatnot, Teddy essentially gave you like average starter starting quarterback play on Thursday um, with uh, 10 days of preparation. Can he give you a little bit better? Um, can he be a little more crisp? I think he can. Um, now, obviously, Tua has, you know, played extremely well, played great in the first month of the season. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL, atop a lot of the, the, the statistical categories. So you're not really asking Teddy to do that, but 
Um, can he kind of hold down the fort? I mean, if you get a good running game, and we saw Raheem Mostert break off some runs, if you get some solid pass blocking, which is going to need to improve. Um, and then you still have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, and I feel like that's what really makes this offense run. Um, I think that, as I said in my film study story that, that's on Miami Herald's website, um, they can be functional, if not explosive at times. Obviously, I don't think they're going to get as many of the big plays. He's not as accurate as Tua, um, but, you know, I think his arm is just as strong as Tua, if not maybe a little bit stronger, a little bit um, weaker. I mean, it's, it's around around the same strength. He obviously showed he can make some some big passes. I think it's a situation where you might have a drop off, but you can still you can still win this game. I'll put it that way. I mean, that's what you need Teddy to do. You need him to win this game, potentially win a game next week, and then we'll see when Tua comes back. Uh, I think Teddy can do that. What do you think? Didn't we have this conversation last week? <laughs> we may have that same conversation <laughs> last week. Deja vu. <laughs> you know what happens if Tua gets injured and Teddy's got to come in and play against the Bengals? Um, and you know. Nostradag on down with us, you know. Uh, Teddy came in and did what Teddy does. I thought. I thought that was that was exactly what you expect him from him. And I mean, yeah. Now he's he's going to have a full week of reps with everybody. Um, you know, he knows going in. He's playing. He's starting the game. He's a you know veteran quarterback. He's been in all situations, uh, regular season situations at least. And so, yeah, you know, playing against the the Jets, even, you know, even a you know, decent Jets team, this is not, this is not anything that's going to scare him, anything that's going to fluster him. I don't see him being flustered, period, in any situation. Um, you know, he's going to be, I think he's key he can be what he was. He's not, he's, he's not, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna win the game. Probably not gonna win the game for you. It's probably, you know, he's probably not gonna lose the game for you. But you might not need him. You, you might not need him to do that. And, yeah. and again, you know, if you, if you think the Dolphins can turn over the Jets and Zach Wilson a couple of times, which I think they can, you know, create more turnovers in Pepper's farm against these boys, uh, then, you know, they're, that's going to be enough for the Dolphins to, I think, you know, get out of this with the win. I, yeah, I think he's going to, he's going to be fine. And this is exactly, they didn't expect to be a concussion, but they guarantee you when they this signed. Is, this Teddy, is the reason. Yeah, they, they they signed Teddy thinking like <laughs> yeah. if something this, happens. This, this is his raison d'etre. This is exactly what they were thinking about. This is exactly why they signed him. And so, okay, this you signed him. You you this is your you got the insurance policy. Guess what? You know, break glass in case of emergency. Right, right. Now, he's he's now you there. now you you know you. You know, and this is this this is all state. This is not some fly by night insurance company. So you know, you know, you're you're, you're in good hands. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that he can definitely get them through a game against the Jets. He almost got them through a game against the Bengals. He did. I mean, they had they had the lead 15-14 late in the third quarter yeah. into the fourth quarter. Um, you know, they they. They, they rallied around him to so let me so to speak. I mean, right. The defense was playing a little bit better. Um, obviously they had an injury to X, which I think I think that really that really in my eyes broke broke things down. Um, yeah. the, the injury to X. I mean that that is a dynamic um a, a dynamic dynamic wide receiver core. And we and we spoke about that last week. How there might 
be plays to be made on the Bengal side, and they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, one big one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got the one to T. Higgins over X, um, and then he left with the groin injury in the third quarter. And then after that, again, it just wasn't the same. Like, like the pass right. rush wasn't really there. The guys trying to cover. I mean. I mean, at, at some point, it's like we, we always talk about the coaching and whatnot, but you got to have the guys out there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, when, you, when you don't yeah. have your, your your top two cornerbacks on the field, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Um, so obviously, that's something to monitor with X. Can he play? Um, the Jets do have a pretty solid wide receiver core with, you know, Elijah Moore, a local kid. Um, they got Garrett Wilson, Braxton Burial. So I think I believe he's another local guy. They, 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 have, they have a solid, they have a solid um, wide receiver core. And we saw, we saw them make some plays last year. Um, but if I'm, you know, if I'm the Dolphins defense, if I'm looking at the Dolphins defense, this is a game where I mean, without Tua Tungabaloa, Mike McDaniel was said this is the defensive team until proven otherwise. This is a game where you got to prove it. I mean, the stats haven't been good statistically. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL, um, but I think maybe that's a little bit skewed by some of the quarterbacks they've played. You're playing Zach Wilson. He he may have had some 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 uh, some bright moments. In the, in the last game, him coming back, but he still turned the ball over a little bit. Um, you know, that that's still a matchup where you got to take advantage of his inexperience and you okay. got to turn the ball over. You can't allow those big plays. I mean, you got to make it easier for 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 Teddy on that offense. I mean, they, they still do have Tyreek and Jalen and the running backs in the offensive line, but this isn't a game where you should be allowing it to be a shootout. I mean, in my in my estimate, this is like a first one of like 21 wins. I mean, that that, that that's what it should be. You got to keep it low and make sure and kind of kind of keep the margin for error wide where maybe if Teddy does turn the ball over once or if they are having trouble with the timing, they can lean on the defense to kind of set them up with a short field, maybe get a defensive touchdown, something like that. This is a game where the defense has to step up a little bit more than they have the first month of the season. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's definitely a game where you, where you challenge, I, I, you know, if you're a coach, if you're a head coach, if you're a defensive coordinator or any, any kind of defensive assistant, you, you challenge your guys, you say, Hey, you know, y'all, y'all supposed to be all this. You think you're all this. You're going to want to get paid like you're all this. Well, you got to show it. This, this is the game where you show it. This is one of the games where you show it. Yeah, this you, is the game where they, they I don't want to say they yeah. should dominate because that's tough, but they should. It's got to it's got to look more like the Patriots game than it's the right. past and, three games. Right. And, you know, you, you know, you showed something against the Bills. You know, they, they, they had a lot of plays, but they didn't get a lot of points. And, you know, this is a different kind of thing where you got to show it here. You have to, you know, at times you got to pick, be, you know, you got to pick the team up and say, hey, okay, we got this, you know, and, you know, we'll, we'll be the engine today. And, um, you know, I think they definitely can. They definitely can. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I think they can. Uh, And, yeah, okay, it's, it's tough in the NFL today to, play defense but have you seen some of have you seen some of these stinkers that have been out there i mean so see some of these offensive stinkers that have been out there and you know the uh, like 11 to 10 really there's been some this has been some, nasty, been some nasty uh offensive football out there the first month oh yeah, Team, teams are still in preseason pre-season to put it oh my goodness there's been some ugly ones and you know the rams last night you know that's exactly why like you know the rams is defending super bowl champions i'm kind of like yeah okay yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I, I appreciate they won the Super Bowl last year, but that's you know that's a fine achievement, a great achievement, and celebrate and everything. I'm happy for Matthew Stafford that he got he got an AT and T commercial, but 
okay, I'm not sitting there thinking of looking at them thinking these guys are going to be a problem for a long time. No, no, I, I really, you know, they stunk, uh, you know, San Francisco stunk it up, but you know, there are certain teams that are just, there's a lot of bad, there's been a lot of some bad some offensive bad football. football. Yeah, yeah. Some bad football for sure. Played, played this year. So, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's, I have no problem with the, with a coach and I would hope a coach would say Taylor Dolphins defense. Hey, you know, Let's, this is your game. Let's make let's make the Jets look like a giant fart this week, and uh, you know, and let's get you know hold the, hold them to ten points or eleven points or you know some single digits or you know you know two scores maybe or something like that, and 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 turn them over and you know give Zach you know stop all this Zach Wilson talk that you know is going to go be off the charts if they, if they win this game. Because it's the New York, it's the Jets, and it's the, you know. Yeah. Big media market. I mean, that's just how reactions go both ways. So, yes. But, and, you know, but, yeah, all respect to what they might be building at at the Jets, I don't think this is a game. This is a game that the Dolphins should win. Um, And, yeah, it it should look similar to game one. Yeah. Well, like you said, this is a game the Dolphins should win. I'm going to say this is a game the Dolphins will win. Um, again, I think that it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. Again, I think Teddy can he can move the offense. Um, can it result in a lot of touchdowns and touchdowns that we've seen over the past couple of weeks? I'm not sure. Um, but I do think that the Dolphins win a close, low-scoring game. And the defense, you know, keeps uh, the Jets at bay. Dolphins move to 4-1. and one. All is good in South Florida. What do you think? I'll go. I'll go twenty four thirteen. Okay, so two uh, score, two score, two score game. Yeah, two score game. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I think they, you know, defense gives them gives it, you know, either gives them a short field or gets something, you know, gets a cheap score, and uh, you know, I think the defense does does the job, does what they need to do. And uh, that's what's happened. That happened against New England. That happened against Buffalo. Um, you know, against Baltimore, they just got a couple stops. They when they needed it. Mm. But but that's that's one thing about the Dolphins. Also, if you look at their three wins, um, that there are three different types of wins, and it's there's a lot of I I, I don't know if it's technically complimentary football, but it's they're the kind of games where you say, okay, even if one side didn't seem like it contributed a lot more than the other side, the other, both, you know, all sides, the you know, the offense and the defense had something to do with it. I mean, the defense had to step up against the Ravens in the second half or those, yeah. the Ravens would have had 70, you know, they, they were on pace for what, you know, they were on pace for one of those old fashioned Nebraska scores. And, but the defense had to set up, you know, step up and, you know, get, make some stops, especially that fourth down. Um, and the New England and Buffalo games, you know, the offense, you know, did what it needed to do. The defense hung it, you know, a little more dominant against New England, but against Buffalo, short field, hung in there, made the stops they needed to. There's a lot of it just feels like a lot of complimentary football, which is what you want to see out of a, out of a team 
And so I want to see that going forward. I remember a year, again, a thousand years ago, uh, somebody at Dallas was really good one year and they, and somebody said, "Ugh, you know, the problem with Dallas is they're a great offense and they're a great defense, but they're not a great team. And funny enough, that was like that year they went in the playoffs. Everybody was picking them to win the Super Bowl and they lost in the first round. And that's kind of, I always think of that when I see, you know, these kind of situations. And and I think this, the Dolphins are a, you know, they're very good defense most of the time. They're pretty good still getting it together. Offense, they're explosive, but they're, they're still getting it together. Potentially very good offense, but they are playing complimentary football. And, you know, with the exception of a butt punt, you know, everybody's involved. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like you said, you need the complimentary football. You need the atomic the contributions. Um, and, and again, this is one of those games where you're probably not going to be able to lean, be able to lean on the offense. So maybe you do need the defense and maybe even the special teams a little bit more to really have an emergence and to contribute if you want to come away with a win. Um, we're going to see how that develops on Sunday afternoon in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. It should be a good one. After 10 days, the Dolphins are back in action. Um, And we'll be back next week to recap all of that. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy the game. Until then, you guys take care. See you.